everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of Pointless TCG Podcast, a podcast all about competitive Pokemon. I'm your host, Connor Hayward, and joining me as always, well, he actually didn't last week, is my regular co-host, Robin Schultz. And this week, joined by special guest and winner of the Pokéx Invitational this, that was last weekend, Stefan Ivanov. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, thank you. The number of internationals have been won on this Discord call would be very high and completely the same if I hung up right now. Um, you could also just invite George instead and that's also... You yeah, can I mean, double it this way. all of them at that point. <laughs> we get you, Pedro, Robin, yeah. all, all on one. That's basically everyone. That's all the uh, all the ICs done, right? I mean, I, I heard that some non-Europeans won some at some point, but... Uh, Lies. So, we don't count. <laughs> Before we get into this week's episode, take a quick moment to set uh, a few ways you can support us. Um, you can go over to patreon.com slash limitlessTCG and you can uh, you can pledge different amounts depending on what you want to support us with each month. Uh, very helpful. They go into a lot of the kind of little side projects and stuff that we have ongoing. Helps fund some of those things. Um, and if you can't afford us to support us monetarily, you can, of course, just leave us a review on iTunes. It makes us a bit easier to find. You can also just tweet, like if you seem, I normally tweet when the episodes go out, just retweet that, you know, get the word out there that there is a podcast, um, so people, more people can find us and tune in. So, normally I'd ask about everyone's week in Pokemon, but we have breaking news. Um, just before, like, literally 10 minutes or so before we went live recording this, um, we had news on the... Or some of the some format news about next year's uh, organized play for Pokemon. Um, so we post one up on the Pokemon website, and there have been a few changes. Um, is everyone looking forward to getting their day zero world invite? Oh. Um, we've added an extra day. Yeah, uh, I'm not planning to play in day zero. <laughs> <laughs> but the CP carry over, so I should think of it before then. Now. Yeah. Um, Stefan as well. <laughs> yeah, as well. Like I'm. I'm hoping they actually didn't confirm it, but if there is still a, a direct uh, way to go into day three, I guess this time. So they said that there will be like two qualification bars, one for the day one on first day and one for day two on Friday. Uh, but if there is still the top 22 in Europe and top 16 or 8 or whatever in other regions, uh, I assume it would get uh, an invite for day three directly for Saturday as usual. So I would hope to get one of these. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they extended world by a day, uh, which kind of makes sense, right? Like, they they still have to have everyone who's just starts playing in the next season be able to qualify, um, regardless of you know if they played last season or not. Yes. So we still have to be able to have them get in, but also you still need to have everyone qualified from this year could get in and if you qualify twice you feel that you should probably have some form of advantage yeah um, I, sorry i think i think it makes a lot of sense for the reasons you just said and i think it's uh, a good system and also it i don't know it will be nice to have worlds be a, a longer event you know to compensate for it mm -hmm. being cancelled one time yeah i mean now it'll be four days of so I, i've never been to worlds um but I know a lot of people say it's always an amazing experience just being around it, and now it's like if you qualify for day one, you get the whole of day zero to go and enjoy being there. 
you still can turn up early, hang out with everyone. You have a whole extra day just to have fun or test, depending on who you are. Um, and then day two, same thing again. If you can qualify for day three, uh, get COP22 in Europe, then you have two whole days to kind of go, yeah, but we're at Worlds, it's great. Um, so it should be really cool. Um, also means that we should get a lot more, like, more stream. There's just more time to kind of sit down and just enjoy it's more of an experience as opposed to just like a two-day, three-day event. Yeah. There will also, I mean, for people who will be there, there will also be side events, I assume. So I guess there will be some kind of London Open, like the every year they, since uh, 2015. Uh, maybe there will be something on on Friday for people who didn't qualify from Thursday. Then there's also, you know, all the, the things, the, the pre-releases, the, the, the other games. The, like, there's always a lot of stuff to do at Worlds. It's pretty cool. And you can also just watch the stream, watch other people, cheer on your friends. Uh, it's always a great experience, even when you're not actually playing. I mean, no, my normal plan, or my plan for this year's Worlds, was to buy as many Pokemon plushes as I can <laughs> fit in a suitcase. Uh, not, there's not enough on the shelf behind yeah, me. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I usually <laughs> take some, find some time during the weekend to, to go, you know, raid the, <laughs> the shop and then come back one day later being, oh, actually there was also this one, but I didn't buy, but I kind of want it as well, so I'll go back to, to buy it. Actually, a big reason why I was so hyped it was in Europe. I'm gonna have to pay like proper luggage costs. <laughs> I can get the train. Yeah. So I, I don't have to pay extra. I can bring an extra suitcase just to fill with Pokemon merch. <laughs> Dream. Yeah. Dream. So. Also of note, uh, players will not be aging up next year. So everyone in the juniors and seniors division will remain there um, for an extra year. I guess because you know the, their argument being you haven't had the whole season. Um, to kind of, I don't know. I, I assume like to hone the skills, or like in some people's cases, they want to make sure that they have a bit more time in that environment, which is cool. Um, I know some seniors are probably a bit frustrated about this. They want they want to age up to compete with the masters. Um, we've seen in some of the invitationals, they are more than capable at not only just kind of competing with the masters, but actually beating them and getting really good placements in a lot of the online events. So I can understand their frustration from that perspective. Uh, so aren't the invite in seniors or juniors would make sense that they um compete in the and I would assume that then the season after we will have like the double age up and they skip two years. Yeah. But I would I I would assume that. Yeah. But yeah, other than that there wasn't really the announcement didn't really say much. It's um and kind of what we more or less what was expected, I guess, and but you still don't know when um they will actually continue, and like we can't know at this point. And yeah, I guess I we just have to um wait some more time. Yep. Um, they do say that they'll have more news in the traditional later date, which let's just assume is late July. It's always late July. TPCI TPCI calendars are only the last two weeks of July. They just Every page is the same. Um, but yeah, we, like, they can't really do much right no, now. Exactly. Um, and the whole thing is completely out of their control. So we might even see a change. Like, there's a chance that we might even see a way of trying to move some of the things, like qualification and like earning CP online in some way, shape, or form if they can. Um, just so they can sort of get the season going. Who knows? Um, but 
it's nice to know that we will have worlds next year. <laughs> like, we kind of assumed we would, but this is just confirmation of that. They uh, have a I plan. mean, it is and it isn't because they said this update provides information under the assumption that play can resume in some form over the next 12 months. So they actually, in the article, they say, hey, we have news, but this is all assuming that we can actually get uh, get the, the tournaments going again. And so if, for any reason, they, they cannot resume, then this is all like invalid. And it, it's technically not impossible that there won't be a Worlds next year. I hope there will be, but uh, I mean, we're not 100% certain. But in the meantime, we are going to have to make do with online events. Um, me and Robin have had our fill so far of running them. But Stefan, having played in the Limitless Invitational series as well, uh, I think you were in my pool for basically all of them. <laughs> um, you also decided to go and... Uh, I think you qualified in the last chance qualifier, if I, if, if I remember. Um, or very close to. Yeah. The Poké X tournaments. So it wasn't exactly the last chance qualifier. Uh, it was, but it was like the last event uh, of the the normal series. Like they had a bunch of uh, of tournaments during the, the month, and then one last chance qualifier at the end. And I uh, registered for the the last event before the the, LCK, the last chance qualifier, um, which was so not this weekend, but like the weekend before that, which was the twenty. Twentieth, and um, and yeah, and I and I actually won it, which gave me two hundred points. And normally, the like at that point, uh, we thought that the the bar to qualify was two hundred and fifty points. So I was not playing the invitational, but you know, I was fine with that. I didn't actually even know about the the invitational at that point. <laughs> I just wanted to to play. But then they said, oh, we're actually uh, to have more people to have an uh, uh, a higher number of people. We were uh, lowering the the bar back again to 200 points, which was their initial intention, and uh, which meant that I actually was <laughs> uh, qualified. So I was like, well, let's play in the invitational, um, and uh, and then I won that again. So <laughs> a pretty good, uh, pretty good series of uh, of weekends for me. Yeah, now this this is the season and the time that NAIC would be. Yeah, and I don't know what it is about NAIC season, but you just go, I'll just win everything. It's fine. I don't know, but like, yeah, like NIC would have been the, like the past weekend. So, and, <laughs> I, and I'm wondering, like, if NIC had been uh, had occurred as normal, normal would have I played the same deck? Would I have? Would mm -hmm. it have? Would I have? Maybe not won, but you know, done well with it as well. Uh, it's uh, probably won. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I, I'm not pretentious <laughs> enough. Uh, I think the deck was good for the, but. Uh, but yeah, at the very least, I, I won something on the weekend of NAIC, which, uh, I, you know, it's already something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you went to win it with a uh, pretty cool uh, deck. Well, the deck itself, I don't know if I can call Dragapult cool anymore, because it's just quite good. I, I, I keep playing it, so when I've been streaming on my fun deck for Fridays, I always just turn back to playing Dragapult because I enjoy it a lot. But I don't think it counts as a fun deck. Uh, <laughs> But you played quite an interesting list. Um, a few card inclusions, um, quite different to the well, towards list that um, won the Players Cup kickoff Invitational. Um, so, do you want to talk us through 
um, some of the decisions and like the deck building process. I know you mentioned it quite a lot. I read you had replied to basically everyone on Twitter um, <laughs> who had questions. Um, yeah, but that's in detail, so I, ca I can go into more detail uh, about the deck building process if you want right now. Um, yeah, so the main idea for me was I wanted to uh, play Super Scoop Up in Dragapult uh, because I figured uh, in like the mirror match, you know, you 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 just put damage um, on the the opponent on the opponent's board, but you don't knock them out very quickly. So in the mirror match, if you have like 250 damage or whatever on the Dragapult, and you're like Super Scoop Up heads, uh, I'll get it back and uh, send another Dragapult. You that basically wins you the the matchup. And I thought it was also going to be very good uh, against Zacian, against ADP Zacian, against um, like any deck that wants to to hit KO you, which is basically everything except Lacephalon and Spiritomb, uh, which are already like absolute like fine matchups. Um, so yeah, like the, the idea is not new. Um, when the Rebel Clash first came out, I was playing on ladder. I was playing Dragapult. And I played against another Dragapult, and he did exactly what I talked about, right? I think I had literally uh, 300 damage on his Dragapult VMAX, and when he goes Super Scoop Up heads, and I think I instantly scooped, and, and I went to add the Scoop Up block Mr. Mime in my deck, just after that. And honestly, I think this, this card is very good in Dragapult, uh, you know, just preventing the opponent from um, using Scoop Up net, so it really... Um, it, it really annoying for Blacephalon, for example, because it's robs them of a bit of their consistency engine because they need Scoop Up Net to reuse Jirashi and so on. So if they cannot use it, it's annoying for them. Same thing a little bit with Spiritomb. And it also guarantees that the damage you put will stay there. So it guarantees that you can set up multiple uh, multiple price turns. And the thing is that no one was actually... Uh, so as I said, Super Scoop Up List is not new. I think uh, Bert Walters played a Dragapult List with SSU um, at the... Limitless qualifier, like the, the third one, so the first one with Rebel Clash. But recently, I was noticed that no one was running uh, Scoop Block Mime in Dragapult or in anything else, really. Uh, so I felt like Scoop of Ness would be uh, Super Scoop Up, sorry, would actually be very good right now in Dragapult for the mirror match and for the other matchups, as I said. And yeah, so I basically just built the deck around it, and I yeah played a couple decks, a couple games with it and then I didn't spend too much time on it. And the rest of the list is basically just built around that. So since you play Super Scoop Up, you're gonna get back Dragapult with energy, so you need um so Malamar is kind of needed in that deck. So you can uh, even if you only have two energy in play on your active Dragapult and you get it back, you can still uh, attach two energy in one turn to another Dragapult and then attack with that. Or if your opponent you know targets Malamar instead then you get more time to set up the next Dragapult VMAX. Um, that said, I've, I've always liked a 1-1 one, one line of Malamar in this deck, even without the Super Scoop Ups, because uh, it just makes you more safe against stuff like Crushing Hammers and Energy Denial in general. Um, but um, yeah, so that's what's mostly my, my thinking. Um, otherwise, like the rest of the list is pretty standard. I mean, I, I play some stuff like Scoop Block Mine, but I think that's really a, a very good card in general in this deck. Um, I played, um, uh, yeah, oh yeah, uh, this is just like something, um, for a long time I only played Giratina, I didn't even play Zigzagoon, but I recognize the use of, uh, of the, the usefulness of Zigzagoon, but I think that one Zigzagoon, one Giratina is just better than two Zigzagoons, that's one, that was one thing I didn't really like about 
cards list. Like you have a lot of ways to discard cards already, you know, treasures, quick bolt, and uh, research and data change as well, of course. And so, and Gyrtana can put two damage counters. And when you play in a list with um, stuff like uh, Scoop Block, uh, being able to put two damage counters on stuff and basically pin them to the board, say, okay, you're not going anywhere, you cannot reuse this Rashi, you cannot reuse this uh, Unified Minds Giratina, you cannot reuse this Mewtwo or whatever. Uh, it's very strong. So I like Giratina being able to put two damage counters and just being a, a safe thing to, to discard whenever you want. Um, also, as you notice, I'm playing Virion Forest. So again, this is not new to the list, but it's just basically you want stadiums in Dragapult because you don't want your opponent being able to stick um, Sky Pillar or Black Markets or Hit Factory or, or Fundamental in play. And you want um, ways to get your energy, which usually is Energy Spinner. You know, uh, basically an energy out that you can get with Stellar Wish. But Virgin Forest combines the two. And when you play Giratina, uh, Virgin Forest, like the cost of having to discard something to Virgin Forest is made a little bit easier. And it's also a way to say, okay, if I get back Giratina, you know, like I put Giratina in play, I get it back with Scoop of Net, and I want to rediscard this again. You have this thing in play that you can, it's one more way to uh, reuse Giratina to reuse its ability. Um, so yeah, Virgin Forest makes a lot of sense with this. And sure, it can help the opponent a little bit. Um, it's not going to be... There are times where I would rather have power plants in play. But I think that uh, the, the help it provides um, in the, the deck building aspect of the deck, the, the fact that you can, instead of having two stadiums and two spinner, you just have two um, Virgin Forest, which gives you more space for stuff like Super Scoop Up, for two reset stamp, for Mr. Mime, or um, just the four Jirashi, or whatever do you... Like the consistency cards, um, that's the that's what I like about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the only other thing that jumps out to me looking at the list is the split of the shuffle supporters. Yeah. Playing a two-two instead of uh, instead of, I mean, traditionally it's four Marnie. Um, yeah. I'm guessing you've also got sick of either Marning them into the nuts <laughs> or drawing five cards, going, I didn't need any of those. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's. Basically, it's um, sometimes you just don't want to money them all the time, especially since you already play reset stamp in the deck, so you have hand disruption, and you know late game you don't want to be like, well, I have reset stamp and money in hand, and I I want to stamp them to to one or to two, but if I play this and I need to draw with money, it's pointless, so I need to redraw the reset stamp after that, and Cynthia just just helps. So yeah, that's something like my testing group, you know, um, like mostly um, Joao Pedro Medeiros. Uh, he he was advocating for just Cynthia in the in the list, like for research for Cynthia, I think, at the beginning of the format. And I liked the idea of Cynthia, I liked that, but I still felt like Marnie is actually very good, especially, you know, Blazephalon, for example, struggles can struggle a lot if you can Marnie them uh, in the early game. So I still wanted Marnie, but I feel like a split is pretty good. And I've basically played this split for quite a while now, and it's always worked well, so... Uh, I, I recommend it. I'm not saying it's the only way to play the deck, but I think it's good. Interesting, because, yeah, it's a departure from the ultra-consistent Tord list to one mm. that's built... Instead of, be, instead of being built to be as consistent as possible, it's super consistent still from the looks of it, but it's also kind of got a few tricks up its sleeves with the scoop-up net, uh, with the super scoop-ups. Yes. Really cool. Yeah, Um. so, like, before Tord's list, I, I mean, 
for these <laughs> people played Dragapult before Charles list appeared, right? And my own take on Dragapult before that, I tend to play more decks. Like the list I played in the Limitless Qualifier, I think it was the fourth one, where I played Dragapult. Um, I had, and in other online tournaments as well, um, I had more text, like I had Nilego, which I think is a nice secondary attacker. In some lists, I had uh, Psychic Blaze Ephelon, um, Fion, um, like stuff like this. And, like, after, to like, I, I like, I kind of like what Thor did with his ultra consistent list. Uh, I, I don't, I really prefer the deck when there's a bit more text, a bit more options in it. But uh, I recognize that, yeah, you, you like having a very having like four Jarashi, four Dragapult VMAX, it's it's pretty important. So uh when I built the the Super Scoop list, I had to, to make some choices to some choices and I was like, okay, I really want to play Mihiligo, Mihailigo, I don't remember how to pronounce it in English, but uh the, the psychic <laughs> Ultra Beast. I really want it in the list, but uh, I guess I'm not using it that much and it's more important to have a full four four line of Dragapult VMAX or a full or Jirashi for more consistency. Especially the 4 Dragapult VMAX, actually. Um, it's important in this list because with Super Scoop Up, you need to get back a Dragapult and you need to send another one. So you need to have at least one already in play. And this means that you you want to max out on your Dragapult line to be sure that you already always have at least two, sometimes three Dragapult in play so you can really switch between them. Even if you don't have the Super Scoop Up, just, you know, uh, you can retreat, send another Dragapult, and then at some point later on, Super Scoop up the, the, the damage Dragapult on your bench and uh, get it back. So yeah, it's, it's useful for this. Uh, so the event took place this weekend, right? The actual invitation itself. Yeah. So you you made your list. You actually switched from Zation the week before, if yeah. I remember correctly, uh, to this. Um, any reason for, for picking... Like switching the deck so drastically in, in just a week? I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I'm not... Um, I wasn't that stressed about the tournament. I just kind of wanted to have fun. Uh, like, already Zacian, like the, the when I won with Zacian, it wasn't because I prepared this Zacian list for uh, a while. It was literally the day before Zacian, the day before the tournament, I wanted to play Blacephalon. And then I was like, I, I don't know, I, I cannot... I, I don't have a list, a Blacephalon list that I really like right now. So and like what can I, what else can I play? And then I noticed that I didn't really play much with Zacian, but I kind of liked it. And I had already played the Mr. Mime Jirashi Present Combo in Blissefelon before, so I was used to to it. And I was like, actually, yeah, I kind of like the idea of playing a very good deck, very fast, very consistent deck. So I almost copied Azul's list. I made some changes because I wanted both Hoopa and uh, Dusk Main Necrozma in the list, and it just went very well. But then I uh, after that I, I thought about playing Zacian again, but I thought that maybe people would expect it more and um you know I I don't think I had tool scrapper in my list, so I think people might have played like uh, Metal Frank Pan and stuff like this that is annoying, so of course I could change the list but Tool Scrapper is not a perfect answer to it either. And um yeah and also I was also thinking that uh Dragapult with the Super Scoop Ups should be a good matchup. Uh, against, uh, should have a good matchup against uh, Zacian. So if people were to, you know, copy and uh, just play the same Zacian list or something close to it, I should have a, a good matchup against it. Interesting. 
so I always love talking to people who like top players and go right, but why? <laughs> why the deck? Why the cards? Because the the reasoning is always there's a surface level reasoning, but there's often a lot more depth to it, which is actually really interesting um, from a deck building perspective. Um, but let's get into the the actual invitational run because mm-hmm. um, I actually don't know. I didn't look too much at the format. It's a, it's double in bracket if I remember correctly. Um, no, it was a uh, Swiss round plus. Uh, oh, Swiss rounds. Okay. Yeah, Swiss round plus top eight. We had thirty two okay. players or thirty one actually because one had to couldn't uh, be there, so uh, we had uh, five rounds plus top eight. Uh, seven. No, sorry. What what am I saying? Uh, yes, five rounds because we had. Yeah, it's five rounds of mm-hmm. sorry. I, I was looking at I was uh, because I was looking at my notes and then I was like, wait, seven? Why am I seeing seven rounds? Because it was because I was looking at the tournament, the tournament of the the week before. So <laughs> no, it was five rounds of eight. Okay, so how did those go? Did did the Dragapult pull work? I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes. obviously, it must have gone pretty well overall. Yes, yes. Was, so again, um, I wasn't too worried about the tournament. I wasn't as stressed as I am before original something, so I was more willing to take risk and just be like, okay, uh, this deck, I, I feel like it's good. I don't have, I haven't tested it enough to be sure of it, to be convinced of it, but I feel like it should be good, so I, I went uh, into it. So I played against Picarum first, um, and it went pretty well. Actually, I should I should cross-reference this with the, the list, uh, because I can still see the, the list for people so I can be sure that I'm not um, uh, confusing things. And, and yeah, okay. So the rest was the Picorum list and my opponent played uh, they played Jirashi in the list so of, it's always easier uh, when uh, the Picorum list plays Jirashi because if they bench it then that's one prize you can take and then you just need to take three on Picorum and two on something else usually the, usually the Dene. And if they don't bench any Jirashi, then they just dedicated four spots of their decks plus, I mean, four Jirashi plus some escape boards um, to something that they cannot use. So it's always good for you. Um, I don't remember exactly. I know that in game I won 2-0. And um, yeah, I think the second game my opponent started with Jirashi, so I knew it was going to be good. Uh, it was close, but at the end I had... Um, like, the, the nice thing about Super Scoop Up is... It's also like a, even when you don't use it to reuse, to, to heal your Dragapult, it's also just more scoop up nets, which is always good in a deck with Shirashi and with Zigzagoon and stuff like this. And I know, remember that at the end I was like, okay, I need to win this turn most likely. And I went, um, boss's orders, uh, did it change? I mean, something like Giratina to put damage on, on stuff, like maybe like one damage control on DNA, one damage control on Shirashi, then boss's orders the DNA. And basically the thing is I just need one more damage counter and there was a super scoop up in my hand after the did change and I hit head so I just got back to stick Zagoon, put one more damage counter and went uh one thirty on the DNA and uh fifty on Shirashi. I, I think like if I'm not uh again I might be confusing this with another game, but I think that I had no damage counters on the opponent's DNA or Shirashi at the beginning of the turn, but I I used Giratina twice in the turn to put Basically, two on DNA, two on GRC, and then Zigzagoon at some point to add one to DNA and then one thirty, which is another reason why I like um, Giratina. <laughs> By the way, like sometimes just being able to spread more damage counters, it just means the difference between a knockout and uh, 
I'm not, uh, not a knockout. Um, then I played against ADP Zacian. So this was a list with uh, Zamazenta, uh, which is annoying. But uh, so another nice thing about having Malamar in the list is that it's easier to power up a new um, to power up uh, a new Pokemon. So even if I don't have anything, no no energy on the board, I can just bench a Dragapult. Put two energy on it in one turn and attack with a Dragapult, the, the non VMAX, the, the V, which can hit Zamazenta. So that means that I can still do 140 to Zamazenta in one turn. Uh, obviously, it's risky because then they can knock me out with Zacian, but uh, at least I, ha I can hit Zamazenta if Zamazenta is the, the threat. And yeah, my opponent went for Zamazenta both games. Um, and I actually. Oh, actually. I have three games that I think maybe there was one where I, I break or something. Because uh, I remember two games where I was facing Zamazenta. And uh, yeah, um, sorry, I, it's been. <laughs> I was going to say it's actually only been two days, but I don't remember exactly <laughs> how it went. I remember it was very close. I remember that uh, several, of, like pretty much all my games in, uh, in Swiss France were pretty close, actually. Uh, let, let me check if I wrote anything about it. Um, uh, at the yeah, time on Discord. Better equipped to deal with Zamazenta yes. than, you know, maybe like Fortress, for example. Um, yes, I think so because you can more easily use the Dragapults. Um, yeah, so no, I don't have any notes about uh, this uh, this thing. But my opponent played Zamazenta, and um, and yeah, I know that uh, it helped. I, I think maybe game three he had a, a bad start. Um, I, so if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think my opponent was playing. Um, like the list with order pad, you know this uh, has gained a bit more traction recently. Uh, very fast adaptation list with order pads and like free energy switch and two or three energy spinner. Like who try really hard to get the altered creation on turn one, uh, which is uh, actually beatable. <laughs> uh, strangely enough, you you can actually beat that uh, with dragapult. For a deck that's supposed to be one of the slower ones in the format to be able to yeah, well, it's it's slow, but it's good. consistent. <laughs> so I've tried that deck once, and uh, the energy switch combo is really inconsistent. And yeah, you still need to get incredibly lucky. To hold it. Yeah, like usually, they, like they, I think they actually, actually, if it was either him or the other person playing a deposition, I played him. I played another deposition in rounds, and then I played the same guy again in top four. So there was a, uh, I'm. And both lists were the used order pad, so I'm I might be a bit confused about stuff. But yeah, the the thing about uh, order pad is that uh, like you can actually get the auto creation turn one, but you also have often have to you know resource research and did it change like you know discard a lot of stuff and sometimes you just discard metal saucers and um, other things that you need uh, and that's. So so yeah you 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 have to like yeah you can have uh, issues with um with uh resources later on in the game. Yeah that was the the list my opponent was playing two spinner three energy switch um four yeah acrobats as well order pads acrobats so every at least this was very focused on the on the on the, the tournament attack creation. And no Jirashi, which again I would rather see Jirashi in my opponent's list because always an easy price for Dragapult. But, uh, but Pack Team Index can't really play Jirashi with Dragapult in the meta, I feel like. Yeah. It's way too much of a liability. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're right. Well, and, and if they do, they have to 
really think twice about the Dene. Like, if they've got a dead hand, they have like, I I know for a fact I've I've played people who have like the Dene is like the turn they're going to lose anyway. Mm. Um, just to kind of go, it was in my hand this whole time, and I really <laughs> wanted to draw cards, but I lose. It's uh pretty rough. A heavy Dene engine is fine. Like at least at uh at least if you don't play Jurachius Varian. Mm. You you just have to like you have to play the Dene at that point and yeah, if you bench multiple it doesn't really matter because they're only gonna KO one usually. Yes. Um yeah, but usually that's uh, that's true. Uh, because we cannot always like they kinda keep attacking the, the bench when there's <laughs> a big big run or whatever hitting them in the face, they have to, to deal with it. So Verbin is rice. Um yeah, uh, so round three I played against uh, Obstagoon, uh, and Obstagoon is actually I think overall fine for Dragapult, as strange as it sounds. So there are two big threats in the the deck: uh, Sableye, V, and Evil Soul GX. Both can one shot uh, a Dragapult Vmax. Um, Obstagoon itself is not really an issue um, because it doesn't one shot, and you can. Uh, you can one hit, you can KO it back. Um, it it can be an issue if, if you can KO Dragapult V before it evolves. But um, yeah, the list uh, I play against only played one boss's orders, so they cannot really target your bench. So you can actually give prepare setup first, start attacking when you're ready, and just give them Jirachi to KO or something um, first. And my opponent really went for the Evil Thought GX play, you know, like go for the multiple. Um, Multiple uh, Zigzagoon and Scoop Up Nets to put 4 damage counters on Dragapult so that when I attack with it, uh, Evil GX can, uh, can, uh, can be here and can knock me out. Um, the thing about, about Obstagoon is it's kind of reliant on uh, Rosa to, to set up, you know, like the lists. Uh, this was a tournament, by the way, with an uh, open deck list, so I knew what my opponent was playing and knew what my opponent um, could have. And you know when I look at my at a, a deck list and I see that my opponent's um, supporter line is four Cynthia, four Rosa, one boss's orders, and one professor's research, I'm thinking, okay, if I don't take a knockout, uh, there's a good chance that they cannot do much during their turn, and they just have to pass, you know, and be like, oh, whenever you knock me out, I will get the Rosa with and get uh, I don't know Candy, Obsagoon, uh, Energy, or I don't know, Evil Tal and the Screw of Net they need for Zigzagoon. And, like, they, they have options, but if you don't knock them out, uh, they don't have a lot of options. And Dragapult is actually pretty good at not knocking people out and just putting damage to get for multiple turns at the same time. And so, what happened, I think, in at least one game is like, I, you know, I put damage counters, I put Mr. Mam in place so they cannot Screw of Net the Zigzagoons or the Obsagoons to reuse them. That's pretty important. Also, Jirashi. Mm. Um, and uh, then yeah, at some point I took a knockout with um, like a multiple a double knockout on Obsagoon and Zigzagoon or something like this, and they went Evil Thought GX for the revenge knockout. But then they have Evil Thought in the active, which isn't very good. It can cannot retreat because it has two retreat costs, and I can just uh, attack the Evil Thought with the, the next uh, Dragapult, you know, and w while using Reset Stamp for to stamp them to two or three cards. And then my opponent had to just use Evertal's first attack, uh, which deals um, 40 with, uh, with weakness and heals them for the same amount, but 
actually it doesn't heal them because I had one or two uh, special energy on Dragapult. And then, so I, at this point I have put like 150 damage or something, or like a lot of damage on the battle, and then I can just um, or order something else and knock out the thing, the other thing, and evil all at the same time, and take multiple prizes again. So, so yeah, you can just, like, this is just a matchup where uh, you have to think ahead and just not limit your opponent's options by not playing um, into Rosa. And there was one game, like the second game of the series uh, of this match, I think for some reason I had to, either I had to or I felt like I had to um, take knockouts fast, and I just got destroyed because my opponent could play Rosa and could get uh, what they needed to get the, the knockouts faster. I feel like maybe I didn't have a great hand and I felt like I needed to, to attack. It was probably wrong, but um, I took a risk and it didn't, <laughs> didn't pay off. And then game 3, I don't remember, but I... Actually, yeah, I actually remember we had some... Like, this round was a bit weird because there was a repairing at the beginning, but it didn't affect people, but we still stopped the game to... Um, like, we were set setting up, but since there were timers, we couldn't really stop playing and wait, so we just quit the game and, re and remade it, but... Because we were still paired against each other, but also there was an issue with TCGO where I couldn't accept his challenges and him neither, so we just took a long time to get the <laughs> the, the thing started, and the round was running late in game three, and we actually got a time extension of like five minutes, which was enough to to finish the game. At the end, he, I think he, yeah, he got into a situation where he couldn't do much. I think he just um, played his whole hand, and uh, since he had no more options, I could basically play in a way that makes sure that he wouldn't be able to win and take my last prizes at the same time. Yeah, like, that, that, was, that was weird, like, it was, I, I mean, it, I've seen problems before, but this one, this one was new, it was like, when I tried to challenge him, it auto-declined, you know, it said automatically so-and-so uh, had this line of challenge, but when he uh, would challenge me, I would click to accept, and then it would just wouldn't do anything. And eventually, what we figured out was that if he challenged me, and I chose to decline his challenge, and then I sent him a challenge myself, he could accept it and it would work. And I have no idea why this happens, <laughs> but at least we make it work. I think we had I think we had similar issues sometimes at uh, like our series, and then the players basically had to restart to the CGO, and then it worked again. Uh, it was like, it was not very common, and um, I was like, very surprised. The weird thing is, when we had this problem in round 3, even restarting CGO didn't work. Uh, we both restarted CGO and it still didn't work, so I don't, I don't know what... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but we worked it out in the end. Um, round 4, so I was 3-0 at this point, pretty happy with the list I... Um, I didn't really... <laughs> I, I had some minimal testing with, I guess. Uh, pretty happy to, to be doing so well. And round 4 was another ADPization. Um, pretty similar list to the one in round two, with um, order pads and stuff, but no Zemazenta this time. And um, yeah, to be honest, I don't remember that much about the edification. When I play too much of a matchup during the same <laughs> day, then I just only remember one or two games, and I don't know which one there was, and they all blur together. So um, wait, j just let me. I'm just gonna check in case I, you know, I didn't. Uh... Like in a matchup of. Dragapult attacks first, it usually wins, like every time, without Zemazenta at least. And if ADP attacks first, then uh, Dragapult usually has to come back in some way, but can like uh, try to tank like, a hit with a Dragapult going to a fresh one, and if they just whiff a boss one to 
have won a tournament for it or stamp in the end. Um, yeah, I feel like the deck has ways to just come back and the ADP lists don't usually have many options or like don't even play hand disruption. They like can really kind of do what you want against. Yeah. Them. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's true. I think there's. I don't remember if it was either him or the round two opponent who really uh, focused on Malamar, who knocked out my was sort of to knock out Malamar, uh, which I can get. You know, you just take two prizes and then uh, you only need to knock out one Dragapult Max. But he gave me one more turn to put one more energy on Dragapult Max, so I could and then I could scoop up the the active one and still keep using Max Phantom. Um, there was a series where my opponent really focused on Malamar. I don't remember which. My opponent it was, and there was one game where it paid off, and another where it didn't. But um, yeah, well, I really adds more options. Yeah, well, in that matchup. Mm. Yeah. Also, I think at some point I used, uh, I basically sacrificed a Dragapult V to attack because I figured he's going to take three prizes on it, but it doesn't really change anything in the long run to have an odd number of prizes because he was still going to need to knock out, um, like. Either a Dragapult VMAX or two non uh, two one price things. Uh, but again, might, it might have been in top four or it might have been in one of the rounds. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> it's all a bit uh, I'm a bit confused about all this. That was round four. I was four zero, and um, but there was no ID in the tournament because the organizers just wanted all games to be to finish, so we had to play. But basically, at this point, I knew that I was locked in for top eight, so it didn't matter too much. And round five, I was I was against um, Azul. Playing Blacephalon, who was also 4-0, and I just got destroyed. So I think round I don't remember exactly game one. Um, I think it just went fast and took some first fast. And game two was absolutely terrible in that uh, I had um, three psychic energy prized and in K as well. So there was no Malamar, and uh, even when I had Forbidden Forest in play, I couldn't get energy with it, and I just couldn't draw into my Special energy, like at the end of the game, I had 13 cards left in the deck, including the four special energy. And yeah, so I, I just spent a lot of time, you know, he wasn't doing, drawing that well, and I was, you know, trying to stall time using bosses orders on Zacian, setting up knockouts. And at some point, I thought, okay, if I actually draw into a horror energy next turn, I can maybe come back, even though he is in a great position. Maybe I can set up multiple price turns uh, at the same time, and then, um, and then I just didn't draw into it, and Eventually, he, he got the win. Um, but then, in top, so that was round 5, after which uh, I was 7th seed in top 8. Uh, there was a lot of people, so because there was no uh, ID, and also uh, about half the, the player field got a buy in round 1, because uh, since they lowered, you know, I talked about the, the fact that you needed some points to qualify for this tournament, you needed 200, and 200 points. But since they had announced before that that it would be 250 points, they didn't want to be unfair, so all the players who had qualified with 250 points actually got a round one buy in the tournament, so there are more people, uh, there are more wins than losses in the tournament, basically, so more people uh, with good scores, but for one was still safe for, the, for that. Uh, and then uh, in top eight, I'm paired against, uh, against Azul again, and this time it went better, so the first game was weird because I really thought at some point he, he had everything for to get the knockout. He he had these big turns, you know, where you go hit factory, overcario, Stella Wish, Wapnet, Stella Wish again. Like he he got a lot of stuff. 
and I really thought he was going to take the knockout. He had four prizes left, so if he took the knockout, I, there was no way for me to prevent him from winning with the 7GX the turn after that. But he actually whiffed the knockout, and at the, at some, uh, at the time I was a bit confused, I was so sure he had it, but I thought that maybe he had timed out during a stellar wish or something, so that's why he had to pass. But no, he actually didn't, like, he was missing one energy or something. Uh, as him, so yeah, I got pretty lucky, and, and because of this, I could uh, take uh, enough prizes and basically set up a situation in which I couldn't lose the, the turn after that. So, yeah, and in game two, again, very close, um, and again, a little, a little bit like in the Subsagoon, I tried to not take too many prizes at the same time, uh, too many prizes to not activate Oricorio, and what I ended up doing was. Um, Setting up a multiple price turn where I had a, I think he played reset stamp and I think I had, uh, either he because he played stamp or because I just didn't throw it into something. I was left with a bad hand, and I needed. I see I had five prizes left to take, and I think he had just three, so he, he knocked out my dragapult max. Um, I was done, but he didn't have a, a blissepilon. Well, he had a blissepilon, but he didn't have energy on it. And yeah, I had a, a hand which was. I had almost nothing, but I had that boss's orders, and Stella Wish gave me another boss's orders, so I went um, boss's orders on DDNA to put 130 on it, and basically I just set up uh, a KO. He, because he, I didn't take a knockout, he didn't have a Recorio, uh, I had Mr. Mime, so he did he couldn't use uh, Screw Up Net to set up um, to, to reuse Jirachi, so uh, his options to draw cards were limited. Despite that, he because he plays four switch, he has he, he still managed to use several Stellar Wish in the, the turn, but he couldn't get everything he needed. I think uh, he had like three Stellar Wish, and he needed he needed to find um, either three Fire Crystal or two Fire Crystal and something else. I don't remember. And uh, like I watched him use Stellar Wish, and I was like, okay, he got the Crystal, he got the other Crystal, and then finally he didn't have uh, he didn't find what he needed at the end. So you know there was this time where he there was a, a pause in the like a, a few seconds where he didn't do anything. I was like, okay, he doesn't have it, and then in the end he he passed, and I had the other boss orders to just take five prizes in one turn, something like knock out uh, like boss orders uh, Oricorio and knock out Jirashi and uh, Oricorio Jirashi and Detene at the same time to take my my five prizes. And yeah, the the map was exactly right, so <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a uh, but like. Basically, the thing is, in this matchup, yeah, you, you want to, especially when you play scoop up, scoop up block Mr. Mime, you spread damage so they cannot, um, like, you you basically, again, you pin their things to the, to the board, which means that uh, they have less space for other stuff, uh, for other Pokemon, and they cannot heal, and they cannot reuse Stellar Wish, which limits their options. You don't take a knockout if you can, if you can avoid it, so you don't uh, activate Oricorio. Or if you take an account, you take an account on a Recorio. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, when you you set up for a big turn like this, that's the, the best option. Um, it was a bit scary because he had bosses orders in the list. When people don't play bosses orders, you can actually uh, take more time to set up, give them a Jirashi to, to knock out first, and you know, then start um, use a big attack, they knock you out, you stun them to two, you knock them out again and it's hard for them to come back. Uh, but with bosses orders, if you take too much time, there's always a risk that uh, they already have the free energy on Blaze and they just go, okay, bosses orders, and knock out your Dragapult on the bench, and then you lose. 
So the processors basically on actually puts a uh, puts a clock on the game and forces you to forces the dragon ball to to go faster. It's also really scary for Zation and our decks. Yeah. It gets a lot of Persephalonist uh, really chill to play because oftentimes they can do like almost nothing. They don't have hand disruption, they don't play gust effect uh, oftentimes. It's really nice playing against that. But yeah, with, uh, this weekend I played against the Persephalonist with two boss order actually. It was kind oh. of scary. <laughs> yeah, usually I think lists have play one that they have Mewtwo or sometimes Eldegoss to get it back. So you you always have to be aware of it. And yeah, that's that's uh that's dangerous. <laughs> uh, and I think yeah, Blizzard on this are better with bosses orders. I didn't like it at the at the initially, but I think it's actually good to have one. Um, and yeah, same thing. Recess temp, not yeah, it's nice in Blizzard It's not. I don't know if it's the, if it's necessary, but I think it's uh it's a nice option to have, especially in a tournament with uh, open deck list because then the opponent knows you have it and they know that there's always a risk. Uh, so they have, like, if they, basically if they know you don't have it, they can, uh, they, they are much more free with how they play. And if they know you, if they know you have you have a reset stamp, or if they don't know whether you have it, because in a tournament without open deck list, uh, then they they have to be a bit more cautious. They are not that as free as uh, as otherwise. I think for one reset stamp just for the like the scaring effects mm -hmm. is kind of nice on open deck list. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about open deck list is the kind of psychological aspect of going, ah, but I'm playing this one tech card that <laughs> could get you. Yeah. It's still a good card to have. It just like some decks don't really have space, but um I mean I have been trying to like maybe fit in one stamp in Zation or maybe as other decks. It it helps in uh in Blissefellon it also helps in the mirror match. Because in the mirror match in Blissefellon, usually at some point you just have a lot of cards in hand and you're like, Well, okay, you knock me out, I knock you out, you knock me out at some point. But if you can resist stamp your opponent to one or two cards, you can you know, be <laughs> like it, it can be pretty strong to be like, Oh suddenly, do you actually have the welder and fire crystal and other fire crystal again or not? And um yeah, I I've won mirror matches Blissefellon mirror matches thanks to resist stamp. So uh, I I respect the card. The nice thing about Dragapult right now is that the deck is really good at stamping. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, after beating Azul in top 8, top 4 was the ADP, I think, again? ADP session from round 4 again. Um, so this time I won 2-0, I think. Um, so the game was uh, was streamed, so you can go to the to the PokéX uh, Twitch channel and be able to, to watch the the game again um and actually yeah as i told you don't have memories i like all the games of adp session kind of blurred together <laughs> and so yeah, i also watched the match and i don't really remember yeah. <laughs> so i'm not the only one thank you robin <laughs> and i think it, it was interesting overall to watch you play thank clearly you. <laughs> a very exciting semi-final <laughs> game um, no one ever. To be honest, it's the same with football. I never remember the quarters and semi-finals. It was the final week. Like it's always the final I can remember. The semis, eh, someone played. Um, it's it's kind of yeah, normal. I just remember like Stefan was destroying people. <laughs> um, yeah. So on to the final. And the finals was against Obsagoon again. So not the same guy as in round three. Another Obsagoon list. Uh, honestly, very close list. Uh, basically the same 
with him online, but there were some differences in the the trainers, I think. Um, nothing major, uh, you know, like maybe, um, like it was like it was pretty similar, but I think maybe like the, the supporter line was a bit different. He only had free Rosa. He had more maybe money or something. Um, let's check very quickly. Um, yes, instead of uh, four Cynthia, he had four money. He also only had three Rosa, and he had another. Uh, oh yeah, and he had three professors research instead. So more options, um, more um, non Rosa options. So more ways to draw. Basically, if I resist him to to one and don't take a knockout or to two or whatever, uh, he had, there was more. It was more likely that he would draw. Um, uh, that he he would draw it out of it. So the list was better suited, I think, to playing against Dragapult. Otherwise, he has all, all he also had the one CLI and the one um, Evil Soul GX. And apparently, I got a bit lucky because in one of the two games in the finals, he prized Dragapult CLI um, and the other one he prized the Evil Soul, which I didn't know at the time. But even even uh, with this, I think. Uh, I, I don't know how much it matters, basically, because yes, Sableye is dangerous, but there was a game where he got Sableye early on, but he had to research, and he discarded his boss's order. So I knew that he that he couldn't use Sableye to target my Dragon Ball on the bench, and that I would be the one to attack Sableye first. And actually, there was a turn where, where he brought Sableye in the active, I think, to get a knockout on um, whatever I had active, and he whiffed on the energy, so he used Sableye's first attack to get back Bosses orders from the discard. So no, he had bosses orders in hand, so I knew that I had to attack and I attacked the civil eye, thinking maybe he got the knockouts and then I got the revenge knockout after that. Uh, basically the thing No, oh yeah, no, but what happened is uh, I hit Civil Eye with the non VMAX Dragapult. Uh I um I think he just one KO'd it, right? Like it's not that hard to one KO Sable Eye with like some some pings and yeah, I think I already had one ping and I got two pings and with Zigzagoon and then uh, 140 with Dragapult and I, I still it was still a sacrifice because I knew that Dragapult could, would get knocked out by Obstagoon after that, but he would only take two prizes so he would still have four prizes to take, which means that uh, knocking out one Dragapult Vmax would still not uh, be enough. Uh, and I could since there was on since he only has one boss's orders and. It's not that easy for him to... Actually, it's not that easy because I have Scorpness to, to, to just take one knockout on a Jirashi or something with uh, with things. And because I have Mr. Mime to prevent him from reusing the Zigzagoons, um, I I was kind of forcing him to knock out to Dragapult Max. Um, so yeah, that was one game. I think the other game was just... Um, like what I said before about the, the matchup. Like just uh, put damage... Put damage, uh, damage. When they use Evil Toll, you just... Okay, they take one knockout when you attack Devil's All, and then what do they do? And I just set up a big, um, just set up uh, turns, and at the end I, uh, I took like he had three Pokemon left on the board, and I just knocked them all, of, knocked out all of them at the same time. Well, actually, he knocked out his own uh, Obsagoon. I, I had I had attacked the, the Obsagoon with Dragapult, so he had he had something like uh, twenty. I think he had like twenty HP left. And so when he attacked into me, he got knocked out by the horror energy. And when his board was uh, two Zigzagoons and a Shirashi, or two Shirashi and a Zigzagoon, I don't remember, one of which had 10 HP left, and he brought it up active, and I just uh, used boss orders and 
Akira Tina and Max Phantom to just take up the free prizes and win his game of his board at the same time. And again, like the, the Mr. Mime helps because Mr. Mime allows me to do stuff like attack Nobsagoon for 130 and just, you know, not be afraid that he's just gonna heal it all up with uh, with, with screw up net. So I think Mr. Mime really helps in this kind of situations. But um, yeah, it's uh, honestly, I think the matchup is fine. It's not like the the thing. It, it can be scary, if, if it, especially if you're not you don't have the experience about uh, because like all the dark Pokemon and Sableye in particular is really threatening. Like you're like, oh, they have uh, they just put uh, two damage counters on me. They do 260 damage. Actually, they need three damage counters, I guess, but uh, really. Yeah, one hit KO, but Sableye can deals a lot of damage very fast. Uh, but again, scuba block mime. Uh, if they already have some Zexagons in play, and you prevent them from reusing them with with a mime, then it's not that easy for them to put additional damage controls on you. They need either to have Candy and Obsecon, or they need to get additional Zexagons in play, and uh, sometimes they just don't have the board space because they already have Sableye, and they have maybe two, two Zexagons in play and maybe Jirashi. Uh, so, I don't know, sometimes they, it's not that easy to, to find all the zigzagons to put them in play. Uh, but yeah, that was, the, that was it, and that was uh, how I ended up winning the, the Initational. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting run. It's like a really interesting mix of decks. Admittedly, a lot of ADP um, in there. Yeah, there was, no, there was almost no composition in the tournament, I mm -hmm. think. And also, there was Dragapult, but I didn't end up uh, playing against it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I couldn't really test uh, for the the mirror match. Ah, dang! Go. I was going to ask you if like this is the play for the players' cup. Uh, <laughs> if I'm expecting a lot of Dragapult, but if you haven't tested it yet, I'll have to. Find I mean, out. I've played against it on on ladder sometimes. Against, I didn't have don't have enough experience to the deck to be completely sure of what I'm saying. But it helps. The the thing about Dragapult matchup is a bit weird sometimes because, um, like you, especially when you're playing the kind of list that I play. I kind of want Malamar in play, but if I bench Inkay, they can just go Zigzagoon and Max Phantom to knock it out. At the same time, if they do that, you know, they also bench a Zigzagoon, so that's something else I can I can play. I also want Mr. Mime to prevent them from getting back Zigzagoon or Giratina or whatever else, or Jirashi uh, that they play. So the idea, so when you you play the, the Dragapult matchup, you always um, dance around the fact that um, if one player has three uh, one prize Pokemon in play, stuff like Zigzagoon, stuff like Shirashi, um, that's gonna be the, the the way to win. Just knock knock three of them and then knock out one Dragapult Max. Uh, when you're playing it at least with Mr. Mime, where you can just be like, oh, you benched uh, Mewtwo. Well, here's a damage control on Mewtwo. This Mewtwo stays in play now, and uh, and you cannot get it back. And at some point, I will just also just knock it out. As at the same time as a as a Shirashi you have in play. Stuff like this. Obviously, the opponent can go, okay, well, I'm going to try to knock out your Mr. Mime so that I can use Scoop Up Net back on my Pokemon. But if they don't play their own Mr. Mime, when they put damage controls on your Mr. Mime, you can Scoop Up Net your Mr. Mime. So it's always, I, like, I haven't I haven't found a, a sure way to to how to play the matchup. It's just, well, bench stuff, not bench too much stuff. And if you play Super Scoop Up, yes, if they have to focus, you know, if they, if they use a... Um, Apostle orders to knock out Mr. Mime at some point, then it means that we didn't hit Dragapult, so it's better for you in the in the long run. Same thing a little bit with uh, with Malamar. Even if they knock out Inkay, which is annoying, 
it means that that's 50 damage we didn't put, well, 60 damage we didn't put on your bench dragger port instead. So that's okay. Of course, if you go first and you can try to get Malamar on turn 2 before they can knock it out, um, it's actually pretty nice because then they have to use two turns of Max Phantom to knock out the Malamar and you can put more energy in play and then if you have Super Scoop Up, more energy in play means that you can you can heal later on. Um, but yeah, I think Super Scoop does help. It's just that if both players have stuff like Mr. Mime, it, it can get a bit, uh, a bit strange. It feels but, like it's one of those matchups that can descend into kind of Kind of Mr. Mime Chicken, effectively. Yes, yeah. Um, which could be chaos. Yeah, you don't want to, ben to bench Mr. Mime too early because if they start putting damage control before the Mr. Mime has, before Mr. Mime gets used, uh, it's kind of a waste. Uh, like if uh, if you put Mr. Mime first and then they go uh, 50 damage on your Mr. Mime and they bench their own Mr. Mime to prevent you from scooping up your Mr. Mime, uh, you know, this like stuff like this, um, like you will tend to lose in the exchange, but. If they don't play very Mr. Mime, it's a bit different. If it really depends on the list, honestly. Yeah, I think the matchup can get really like interesting. Mm. Of all players yeah. as well. <laughs> like uh, focusing on the one prizes can be risky because like imagine you take two KOs and then they just scoop up the rest yep. and suddenly you uh, you you can get stamped to one and you're missing a lot of damage that could have been in a VMAX. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's true, it's true. Which is uh, again Mr. Mime helps too. So that you cannot, cannot screw up net, but yeah, otherwise the, the safe thing to do, I guess, is to just... If, you, if you're not sure what to do, you just put damage controls on the bench dragger bolt. <laughs> and uh, you just try yeah. to knock out uh, the two of those. It's Yeah, that only makes scoop up even better. Yeah, like, yeah if the open plays super scoop up, it makes it even better. But if they don't play super scoop up, it's, better, it's usually the better choice. Yeah. This has a lot of options. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. So, Robin, do you have any questions you want to... Uh, no, it's just like a funny fact. Um, I played Azul's sub tournament on uh, like the day after, and I played against two exact sixty cards copies of Stefan's history. <laughs> like the day after. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have to take for my own list uh, for the player's cup. I see. Yeah. At least we know know it's out there, right? So we know we yeah. should be thinking about the Mister Mime kind of gamble that we're going to have to take. So we're going to have to work around it going forward. Um. It would have been nice um, to not have to worry about that for the Players' <laughs> Cup uh, well, moment, I, I... but hey, we'll, <laughs> it's a thing we have to think about now. There we go. Um... Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I don't know what to, so what's the play if you want to beat my Dragapult list? I'm, not, I'm honestly not sure about what is the best uh, the best choice, uh, especially since no, like, uh, the Azul uh, sub-tournament was won by Darkbox, right? So that's one more thing to worry about, especially if you're Dragapult, you're like, do I really want to play against uh, decks that <laughs> have a bunch of dark Pokemon? That's, that it's sounds not, bad. It's not, it's not actually, I, maybe the opponent haven't been the best on my part of the ladder, but it's actually not that bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's completely winnable. Uh, okay. it's, it's scary because you're going, oh, if I, get, if I whiff one turn, I get blown out, but mm. it's, it's okay. Yeah. Was like the most convincing thing, like the, the Dark Box played against Obstagoon and Dragapult in top 8 and top 4, which I guess are the two best matchups, probably. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and uh, the finals, I don't know, the Picarom just didn't draw that well. I, like, we didn't really see much. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I watched part but, of the finals, I yeah. think. And, yeah. But, and it, yeah, sometimes I guess the, the Dark Box player drew well, but um, 
I don't know. I it's still he still won like three O, right? So yeah, it's a very interesting deck. Like it's uh, uh I didn't expect that to see any that <laughs> no. in this format, but uh, yeah, apparently it's uh, it's a deck. Yeah, something else to worry about now. <laughs> no, I'm not really not really worried about it as a Zation player, I think. But I mean, maybe. It, it has has a lot of troops yeah. in in the deck. Yeah, Zacian seems like it should be should be fine against Arcbox, right? Like you go fast, you can knock yeah, out Weavile. Yeah, you can just KO Weaviles for free prizes and then like, yeah. play something else. Knock it out with Breakcatcher as well. I so, don't know. So, yeah, like Sylvalee as well, or just a attack team. I don't know. Yeah, should be fine. Yeah, actually, in the players in the tournaments, I also played against Arcbox. Once or twice. I think I even lost against it once. In those tournaments, yeah, I played. Excusable. In those tournaments, I think I played against basically every possible combination of 60 cards <laughs> that you can think of. There was all sorts in those. Um, I've played a lot of. I played against a lot of Raw Eggs the last couple of days. Really? I guess, yeah, since it was fixed. People are playing Rillaboom um, with. Um, because it heals enough that it's actually really annoying to deal. You can get you have to hit like three, four hit KO it with Dragapult. It feels mm. like because if they play the Life Forest Rhythm Star Stadium, it's like or, or like one Malolani. Like okay, right, this is gonna take forever. Did pain. they fix the the bug? The, was, uh... Yeah, the bug's fixed now. Yeah, actually, they fixed it super fast. Okay, so yeah, I was good. surprised when I, I nice. played against it. Uh, I don't know, like it just you know, a few days after the bug was uh, mm. like. Brought into the game, I played against it again, and they just turn one attacked, and it was fine. I was super confused. Uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently they they just did a very quick fix. Uh, gives me a bit more hope in like PDCG, yeah. honestly. Usually bug fixes took longer, if, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, tune into that. Maybe it's just people going, "Oh, the bug's fixed. We can go play it again," and just try and get it all out of their system. I hope that's what it is. Uh, the deck's pretty scary, at least uh, for like. The decks I've been playing, it's, it's pretty good, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's and it's actually weirdly consistent because like all they have to do is hit the turn one, Raweg. Like somehow attack. they always start with a uh, Raweg. I don't know how. Or Shaman, which has a free <laughs> retreat and tag court. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Um, My sample size hasn't been very big, but it felt super scary when <laughs> I played against it. <laughs> So that's maybe something that else that we have to think about as well now, and we only have what two weeks before I think the first tournament. Um, I don't think we've had the yep. emails yet confirming it, but like it's probably even earlier than that. I think the broadcast is no, no, no. the The, the play is uh, starts on Saturday eleven, and the broadcast is six days later. is is the seventeenth. So they we play on Saturdays, and the stream is on the Fridays after that. Stream actually during the the week. It's yeah, kind of cool though. I kind of like that. Yeah, I think we had like yeah. TCG on Friday, VGC on on Thursday. Uh, I don't remember for Pokemon. But... Yeah, and yeah, the Friday is the same yeah. as the Saturday for me. So <laughs> <There's> not... <laughs> I don't care. Well, it's not a very long time to work out what the play is. Oh dear. Um... Yeah. yeah, I'm probably going to stick with Station. Maybe switch to Dragapult. Like, mm. I quite like Dragapult, sure. but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I... It's like. When you're playing a Zation with Metal Goggles and Hooper and the Mazentos, like all, all the stuff, like, it was a bit annoying. So I uh, played a bit, but but even then, Zation can struggle. I feel like I played a bit this morning with some Lysander's Labs in the list. 
instead of swapping out my uh, so i actually cut the uh, i wanted to go full um like test all of it at once so i cut the escape boards for switch for copies of switch and just put the lysander's labs in instead of pivots because it, it meant that you could also do things like you still have your switch out for para even if you've uh for the paralysis against raichu um even if you've played the labs early for the big charm so you kind of you can still move your way out of that um it was all right I want a, bit, want a bit more testing. The labs has actually been surprisingly nice. Um, but it also completely auto-wins the Spiritomb matchup. Because you just go, that's a nice black market. I'm going to play a labs. You have no hustle belts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was kind of, that, that was quite a free win. That was quite nice. nice. Um, but yeah. Trying to, trying to pick out a list or what the play is for a, the invitational bit now is going to be stressful. Mm. Um, I think that will more or less wrap us up. I think for this week. If if we sorry, uh, if if we oh, if everyone is confused, like what's the best way to take Zacian against Dragapult or Dragapult against Zacian? I think I feel like someone's gonna just show up with Picarum and be like, oh, I'm hey, I'm just consistent <laughs> and powerful. Yeah. So here's this other deck that people seem to have forgotten about a bit. That will just blow you out the water if it wants to. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that will wrap us up for this week. We'll probably have a an episode next week doing a detailed what on earth is the play for this weekend uh, episode. Um, so, Stefan, this is traditional yeah. for me to at this point ask is if there's anyone you want to thank or shout out for this week. Um, well, or first of all, thank you uh, for having me, uh, giving me a <laughs> platform to talk about my deck for one hour. It's like the kind of thing I. Uh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, thank you for having me, and uh, also, yeah, shout out to um, I don't know, shout out to to Poké Beach. I'm a I'm a writer there, so if you want to hear me talk about it a bit more, well, not hear me, but read. <laughs> if you if you like what I have to say about Pokemon and you want to read more of this, uh, you can uh, check my articles there. Um, and uh, yeah, otherwise, not really. I don't have a <laughs> a team or anything, um, so. So I just want to say, on that thing of you know giving you a platform. One of the reasons why I enjoy doing the podcast so much is getting to chat to players and like the top players because everyone is so passionate and like so happy to share their knowledge and their enjoyment of the game, and it's always really great to see. Um, so it was, it was great to have you on. Um, Robin doesn't like partaking in shoutouts, is what I'm now learning. Um, so you will not have. I won't bother asking. Um, um, <laughs> uh, I actually have a shout out uh, to uh, Niall Hargreaves. He's a good mate of mine from the UK. Um, we've just been chatting all week about because we've been super excited about our trainer kits arriving. Um, and they both arrived this morning. So, like, we're both up super early. My postman knocked the door at 8 a.m. this morning with, with my uh, delivery. We were both up super early. It was like kids at Christmas talking to each other on Facebook about opening the, the trainer kits. It was a, it was a nice change. It was a bit of change of pace. It was fun. Um, so, shout out to him. So, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, this is a slightly longer episode than normal, um, but I hope everyone learned a lot. Um, and we will be back next week. I will speak to you all then.